you're here for a mixture of sports and jokes, you came to the right place. This is too much dip. It's Monday. My name is David. I host this thing. Joining me is Dylan Chivery, live in studio. Ooh, wow. Uh, I am very happy to be here, uh, believe it or not. Uh, it was an excellent weekend, thanks to uh, the listeners who said hello at the Dell Match Play over the weekend. Oh, this to, guy's famous. Look to at shout him. them out. Very nice Look folks. Look at the famous guy here on the pod. Yeah, not to brag, but took some pics with some folks. Not a big deal. You're not a frat a- blue blood. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but that sounds right. Yeah. It makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. Um. I Yeah, I am quite frat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, happy to be here, like I said. You know, very few times do, does a, a podcaster do with their introduction what you just did. They normally don't know what to do with that time. It's like, what am I supposed to say? But you just used it damn well. You know, we've you been, Tony Gwynned it. We've been doing, wow, that's huge. <laughs> uh, more on that in a bit. Um, we've been like, like low key, subtly bringing back frat humor. Like we're making it cool again. Enough time has passed. To where it's like ironic slash funny again. And I'm kind of vibing with it. Dave? I'm not gonna start posting TFMs on the on the TL, but I am thinking of some. All right. Just give me a minute here. <laughs> gonna add this to the run it back. Hey, live from Madison, Wisconsin. A guy who graced us with his presence in person last week. A guy who survived a uh, West Sixth scooter ride. None other than KJ. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you bringing that up as I, I too would like to thank uh, some backers slash dippers that I ran into uh, during my gallivanting around uh, sixth street last week. Couldn't even begin to remember a single name, but they seem to be good dudes. Um, How'd they approach you from the parts of the night I've recalled? Uh, I believe the first one, first line was, Hey, do you do podcasts? Does he do podcasts? Are you Kate? (laughs) He followed up with, are you KJ? And I was like, I think so. Because at that point night, I should not have been in public. Damn. There's two guys into one. This guy fucking drinks. That's frat. This guy parties. Yeah. <laughs> and he works. Irresponsibly so. And he rides scooters. I, I, I genuinely got anxiety when you said you rode a scooter home. Because I, I know what, how dangerous they are. And I know what kind of condition you are in. And you are a larger feller, and I the thought of you just <laughs> chugging along West Sixth all that thing is so funny to me. Um, it would have been a lot more dangerous if I would have been like if I had the cognitive ability to like fully use the scooter properly. Um, it probably was a really funny sight to see, you know, my big ass, like just like kick pushing an electric scooter down sixth and like trying to glide it for about 18 inches at a time. And then I realized there's a throttle. And once that happened, I was like, you know what? This has been all the heat I need from this kitchen. You know what? Go ahead and (laughs) I'll hike the last block. You're, You're kind of putting a bad name on those scooters, David. I don't know if I really appreciate that. They're so much fun. I, are they dangerous? Yeah. I hate them. But a lot of a lot of fun things are dangerous. They are a nuisance. They um, are they are litter. Catch me just tearing through these streets on a scooter. When's the last time you were on one of those? It's been a little bit. We have a we have yeah, a bike. We're not gonna catch you. We have a bike here. Right. <laughs> that I ride. A, a busy <laughs> bike. 
By the way, how about that More company that for like doing like two reads with us, but sending us a thousand dollar electric bike? Shouts to shouts to that company. You're not even gonna name them. Electric. Okay. <laughs> he sent us a bike. Gave, they sent gave us him a free bike. read, and I've had so much fun on it. And we gave him uh, two reads. He said that company. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> you know, it's non-spawn right now. It's facts. Big facts. These be spawn though. Formerly spawn. Uh, David, I do have. One question for you before we get into things. I wanted to clear up some rumors that were out there on the internet. Um, I hadn't gone to all of the Wikipedias or alternate wikis out there, but um, by any chance, are you the individual that's been referred to as LeBron James of feet? Uh-huh. No, it is not me. Um, although I do have a fairly <laughs> lucrative side hustle as a foot connoisseur. He is not referring to me. I'm not a licensed medical professional. Fair, fair. I think that uh, it would be too easy just to call, start calling things the LeBron James of this or that. The real underappreciated part of that headline is uh, that he is LeBron James. So it would be like me calling things the KJ Ellis of, I don't know, half-ass shoveling snow out of your front yard, like whatever it might be. I think that's a bit you should just double down on. (laughs) Did you did you see that he also said the doctor said that they've never seen anyone's foot heal as fast as mine? Or something along those lines. What what he should have just said built different. What, what? Never seen it. Yeah, that's a that's a Trump that's a Trumpism. <laughs> they've never seen that anything. really is. They've never seen anything <laughs> like it. Healing very quickly. <laughs> uh that makes sense though. I mean he's he takes care of himself. He's gen- genetically, he is a superior to most. Yeah, fair to say. I think that's fine. You, you same with you. Double <laughs> down, Dave. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I guess I don't. I, don't, I tend to <laughs> yeah, expect I such a compliment. I don't know where that came from. Your your genetics are fine. Yeah, they're they're probably pretty similar to yours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if with a few key differences, like what. Uh, you know, might be losing some hair up top. Okay. Oh, that's all. Mm, mm, mm. Where do we even want to begin? It's a busy news cycle. Yeah, a lot, a lot happening. I think the big news, the breaking news that we're about to break to y'all, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. requested a trade, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants out of Baltimore. Joe Flacco is still a free agent. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just I'm pointing out that they won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Um, in Trey Dilfer, of, I guess, is available if you want to leave. Wants to leave UAB. Um, John Harbaugh has been quoted as saying, "I haven't seen Lamar's tweet, but I'm confident he'll be staying put." It's a tweet thread. I don't know for the record. what it is about. Fair. <laughs> I don't know what it is about. Like, um sports and contract negotiations or comments from owners or head coaches or governors, if you're the NBA, but you all, I, you, I always seem to like microanalyze the word use. And I feel like saying stay put (laughs) just seems derogatory, even though that's not at all what John Harbaugh meant in the moment. (laughs) Like as he was like, he learned of this in the middle of like a press conference type thing. So I don't see him going anywhere, at least this year. How does that how does that sound derogatory to you? 
Stay put? I don't know. I feel like stay put something you're going to stay to say to like Stella on the way out the house. Oh, that sounds like something you'd say to your kid. You stay put. Yeah. Like, like you're waiting for the, uh, you're waiting for the sliding doors to open or the, the like motion sensor to trigger. And you're just like, oh, it's your hand down. Stay put. It's a scenario, a very real scenario that clearly I've been through recently. Yeah, sounds like it. But maybe <laughs> okay. I must, I'm going to start incorporating stay put into I, my everyday vernacular. I don't even mean like racial undertones. That's, that's I don't want to confuse it with that. It just seemed like very, I don't know. Lamar Jackson. That will have Lamar back next year is what he means. Still without uh, representation, correct? He does not have an agent. Is that, is that right? Correct. Does not have a licensed agent, Correct. which is why other teams um, are able to negotiate with him. Right. Um, interesting little there, loophole. That that's all I know yeah, about there it. Were, so don't ask um, me. Reports last week or the week before of someone calling around or speaking with teams on his behalf, and so you got to wonder if it was a situation where Lamar is not outsourcing, but like. I don't know, casually having one of his colleagues, his mother or whomever, because I believe when he was coming out of the draft, his mom was like having a lot of the pre-draft conversations on his behalf, but she wasn't technically his agent. And when you don't select an agent, like you can't even have that. You can't have a go-between of any kind that's not NFLPA certified. Um, So I wonder if those reports were put out not as much to like warn teams, hey, don't talk to this person, but also kind of put the pressure on Lamar. Like, Hey, if this is the route you want to go, you can't have anybody helping you out here when it comes to like actual communication. I don't know what the penalty is for, for tampering um, outside of the fine that I saw and the fine. If they were to, you know, violate this, it was like $47,000 for an NFL team. <laughs> they could, uh... What are they, how are they going to come up with that change? <laughs> they could Chris Paul to the uh, Lakers. You, they could David Stern it. That is true. Um, could be voided. notification or denial. Yeah, denial of the uh, trade um, is a uh, potential penalty. Um, I think the issue with stay put is it's just two syllables. You need more. I, I need more stay syllables. Put. I can't get past that. I'm sorry. Like it's just it's really. <laughs> I you know I wouldn't have said anything. I'm kind of putting this on KJ because I wouldn't have brought it up, but. It is it is just a very casual way of saying it about your franchise quarterback. <laughs> He's gonna stay put. It's like what you say to your ball when you know when when the greens are playing like a glass floor, you're chipping out of a bunker. You know you've got a shot, but like just move it. Like, ah, stay put. This guy plays I mean, golf. We've all been there, right? Big you're a golf, golf guy. guy. <laughs> Fucking love it. You want me to read Lamar's tweet thread? Uh, you got 20 minutes. Uh, hit me with the high notes. Well, he wants to first thank you all for the love and support you consistently show towards me, him. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate you all so much. I got news, man. Not everyone on Twitter is amazing. Just saying. This is a little Davidorial. <laughs> Bunch of scumbags. A lot Twitter. of shitty people, so that's yeah. not true. I want, you all to know, I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. This brings up something that happened last week. This is, this is another Davidorial. I'm not really going to read all this. Didn't Schefter tweet something about how, like, maybe it was last week or the week before that the Ravens had previously offered him, like, some kind of, like, $130 million deal that he turned down, and then Lamar said he basically denied it. And I'm just like, where I don't know. I really don't know what to believe in this whole deal. I usually side with the player, 
like 99% of the time on things like this. Um, but anyway, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird situation. Um, I feel like more on this later, I might be in the similar situation with Luca here in the next, uh, Oof. couple of years. You think so? Uh, we'll talk about it. Would it, uh, would it interest you to know the date in which that report of his deal worth up to 250 other places have it at $290 million long-term deal with $133 um, million fully guaranteed and good signing 145 guaranteed against injury. Don't know what that means, but uh, would it uh, surprise you to know those reports came out on the 21st anniversary in which this country will never forget the day. So don't know what that has to do with anything. I'm just pointing out that's when the reports were released. Okay. This could go a number of directions. Are we talking uh, Jan 6th? Are we going uh, a little bit later in the year to uh, September? If I knew the date of the moon landing uh, release date, I would use that. But yes, September 11th, 2022 is when that was first reported out. Yeah, that's an interesting detail that I don't think really – is I mean it's I guess it's relevant. It's but not. It's not needed. It's not no. But no. <laughs> purely coincidental, I believe. Wait. So I I said that happened last week or the week before, and you're telling me this actually went down in it September re- of last year. <laughs> no, no, no. The reports have resurfaced. There's uh, additional like articles referring back to the original report. Okay. Cool. It took it took some high stepping by me. Here comes the high stepper. Welcome to the high step. Uh, hey, uh, this is this is. I got to go back to the LeBron thing. It just hit me. That doctor, I assume the the foot doctor, the podiatrist, or you whatever mean the LeBron he was, James of foot doctors. He can now put that like on his website, like in quotes, like the LeBron James of quotes, and then buy LeBron. James. Yeah, that's not an unfair trade practice. Like that, that really happened. That's not misleading. He was called it, that by LeBron James. Pretty sick. Pretty sick for his business. <laughs> Dylan puts up a great point. Like it looks more ridiculous when you spell out the LeBron James of feet dash LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's excellent. Uh, what did we think? Where was Lamar going to end up? Give me your predictions, KJ. Next year, Baltimore. Uh, the following year, Baltimore and a reduced deal. Mm, that's not very exciting. Uh, I think Lamar's tremendous. I think. Uh, I think he is going to be stuck there through whatever two franchise tags. Like that's not changing. Okay. There's there's no hope for him getting flipped anytime soon because they're so competitive. If they were worse, they'd have some leverage on him going somewhere, but I think he's into his first year franchise tag, right? I think so. Are you, are you not seven five is the number I've seen. How are you going to say all that and not, mentioned that the Ravens went out and they got him weapons. And by weapons, I mean Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you just... I mean, uh, I've seen this... I've seen it play out in Green Bay with somebody with a few... Well, I shouldn't even say a few more skins on the wall. Obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl, but Lamar's win percentage is like 72 or 73% or something ridiculous. Does... Like... Does he need and an without agent? him? They are trash. Does he need an yes. agent? <laughs> the season is he not the best at handling these situations? I mean, I, there's a reason why almost everyone has agents, right? Yeah, they 
They, they're very useful. Yeah, I mean, they negotiate. They if market he can, you. If he can do it without it, like that's very cool. It's, but some people just shouldn't. I mean, not to insult a man's intelligence. He's, he's obviously he's done well for himself up to this point. But like people are, it's their job to like handle this kind of shit, and they're usually pretty damn good at it. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but you know, I want the, I want the man to get paid. Hey, don't I do? I, I'm a Lamar guy. It's not like he's uh you know trying to acquire uh you know Pierce or like he's about to get acquired by uh, Gojo. Anyway, <laughs> right, did right. you guys doing, see that episode we're last doing night? Succession commentary now. Like, if you're Shiv, all right, right. Sorry, wrong <laughs> show. I don't know, man. I, I want I want Lamar to be taken. Why you care gotta be of. so thick? I'm a Lamar guy. <laughs> I am too. We all. Are. I think most people are. Yeah. I think the only like worse situation than representing yourself here, uh, at least at this juncture of your career, um, and in his position as far as like a star with a highly leveraged contract. I don't even know if leveraged is the right word, but like a lot of arguments to be had on his contract. Um the only way representing yourself is better off is if you're going with Master P. Like that's the only worst scenario. Everything other than that, like you're better off having another agent. Ricky Williams you know, will, will let you know that's the fact. Okay, look, Master P. Right now, he's he's sitting in in New Orleans, <laughs> and he's just enjoying a cup of coffee. And some guy on a podcast just has to take a shot at him for um, his short-lived career as an agent. Nah, nah, nah. That's him. He was the colonel <laughs> of the mother effing tank. Right. No limit. <laughs> A, a really, really good bad music video. I'm a no just playing soldier. basketball. Then there's a tank on the floor. Shouts to Lil Romeo. Mysticals on the rim. What's Lil Romeo up to? I don't know. With consent, I hope. Okay. Um, let's okay. let's get to what we don't want to even discuss here. Let's skip. Look, okay. it's just kind of sad. I want to put house. Dylan's pain in front of mine. Okay, I'm fine with that. I want to save my pain post okay. post babble read. So let's uh, let's talk March Te Texas. Oh, we got an intro. I, I got oh. audio ready. March Madness with Dylan. Thank you, David. Yeah, Texas lost yesterday to uh, a Miami team. That um, yeah, Texas. Look, overall, uh, a pretty damn good season, especially considering all that Texas has gone through this year. Of course, the Chris Beard saga, how that played out, very unfortunate. Left the players kind of high and dry. Rodney Terry steps up. Did a fine job. I took call him, him RT. Took him to the Elite Eight. Faced a very tough Miami team that was long, athletic, very experienced, and who absolutely could not miss a shot in the last like 12 minutes of the game. Who is the dude who went, who finished the game? <laughs> All right, perfect. Seven, seven for seven from the field. 13 for 13 from the free throw line. I forgot the Remark dude's name, but that's like the yeah. another. I love that. Not game. Percy Miller, but another Miller. Yeah, his name's Miller. Okay. Uh, yeah. Back. Look, they just got really hot. So I, if if you watch this game and you paid attention to how the teams were scoring in the first half, you never felt really good about Texas chances. And I say that because Texas was shooting the ball really, really well in the first half, and they were shooting like contested shots. They were shooting threes that were going down. That thing shot over fifty percent from three in the first half. And if you watch Miami on the offensive end, they were getting really good looks. They were getting the ball in the paint, and they just weren't hitting shots for whatever reason. So that is like not a sustainable winning model. 
You know, it's like Miami is just a good fucking team. Like I said, very experienced team. You knew that they were going to make a run at some point, and of course they did with like 12 minutes to go in the game. And the aforementioned Miller could not miss. They were just they were just good. I mean, a lot of people are complaining about the refs, and the, Miami went to the line so much in the second half. It was very frustrating. But they also just like couldn't miss shots. Jordan Miller. Jordan Miller. They also just couldn't miss mm-hmm. shots. And anytime they try to like in the closing minutes when they were fouling, try to get Miami to the line so they could get the ball back. And they just they wouldn't miss free throws. They they missed they made like the front end of their one and ones and they were just money from the line. Couldn't miss shots. So props to Miami. They just they played better than Texas down the stretch and Texas couldn't handle it. So props to them for that. A good season for Texas. Rodney Terry, I've become a huge fan of Rodney Terry. I don't know if he's like long-term, like a great option at the head coach for Texas. I really don't. But he absolutely deserves the job. He did an incredible job with this team. Um, and if you listen to the players speak after the game, they're like, you know, the like the, the team cohesion was very, very strong. They love their coach. Uh, he got emotional talking about him. I'm a big fan. So happy that he was offered the job today, or maybe it was yesterday. The details of the offer, I think, are being released tomorrow, and I'm assuming that's going to also coincide with an announcement of some sort. I'm really happy about it. we got to wait and see if he accepts the job out in Lubbock. Right, right. Which is the only thing that could – How would, would you stop watching like sports uh, – if if he ended up just like rejecting the Longhorns and just went to Tech, no, no, I wouldn't. Look, I mean, like I said, I don't think he's an excellent head coach, but he has earned the right to like prove everyone wrong. I gotta tell, I so my basketball knowledge allows me to like I only judge coaches on like what their teams do. I don't, I'm not good enough with X's and O's unless it's like a blatant like, oh that. That last play, what who drew that up? So so but so like as as of right now for me, he's an excellent head coach. And I think more importantly than like his ability to to coach, uh in quotes, is his ability to hold on to the five star recruits that are yeah. heading their way. He's got two he's losing a lot now. I mean, there, there are some some uh upperclassmen that are leaving, some seniors that are leaving that are like major pieces to this team. So he's losing a lot of experience. He has some talent coming back, and he has two five stars that are already on campus. They've they've signed already. One of which, of course, being uh, Duncanville's Ronald Holland, who's just a total badass. So he's got him and a guy named AJ Johnson, I believe, from California, like a six five point guard or something. Anyway, he's got talent there. If he can recruit, I think that's gonna be his biggest challenge. Like a head coach that doesn't have like, you know an impressive resume as a head coach. He has head coached in the past. Didn't go so well. Hey, uh, how much easier is it to recruit now that you can always just show up with the bag, like a literal <laughs> NIL bag, and it's like just dumping on the table? I know it it's not really how it works, but like that's it helps. That's very nice. Yeah, it definitely helps. Very happy for Rodney Terry. Deserved it. I'm a huge fan. I really hope it goes well for him. And, uh, yeah, good season. Good season. Um. I don't know if anybody's getting past UConn. UConn is absolutely cooking right now. They look very impressive. And also, yeah, the highest- their two bigs are strong for sure. Strong. Yeah. Uh, Texas looked really, really good up until, you know, that Miami game. The yeah. way they were playing, whatever it was, I guess Friday, uh, I would have come into today feeling just as confident as I do about UConn. Um, 
but it's also hard to, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of the San Diego state game um, or the FAU game, but it's hard to look at either of their records uh, or either of their performances. Granted, their roads haven't been as difficult and be like, Hey, they, yeah, it's going to be an interesting final four, you know, names aside. I also have to mention, and this is not like a, I'm not making excuses here. Texas was without Dylan DeSue, who had been averaging mm-hmm. over 28 points in the last like five games, I think. It was absolutely on a tear. Yeah, he was balling. He was balling out from right here in Flukerville, actually, Dave. Hey, I got a quick question. Who is the all-time assist leader for San Diego State? I've been thinking about that. Should, I genuinely don't know. Should probably give credit to whoever tweeted it earlier, but I did see a tweet. Believe it or not, um, it is Tony Gwynn. Who, of course, is uh, famous for being a baseball player, not a basketball player. Different sport. Hall of Famer, in fact. Tony Gwynn has 590 all-time assists at his time at San Diego State, the all-time assist leader for that program. Pretty wild statistic. I'm looking at the it's, it's super dropping dimes. Super 70s sports on Twitter. <laughs> they tweeted this photo of of Tony Gwynn and said that. Yeah, I I had no idea you. You don't see the baseball, basketball duel. I think it's much more likely you're doing football, baseball, or football, football, basketball. Yeah, you but don't see that, do you? Is there? There's probably some blatant example uh, in there. Can't really think of one, but I don't know. Mm, not that I can. Doesn't think come of. to 3,100 hits. Mm. Um, any other famous Aztecs you two can think of? Uh, San Diego State, that is. Uh no, do you Not have even one? a trick question? No, Marshall Falk, but it wasn't like oh this is uh going to be like Jenna Jameson or something. Um, but with all of the talk of them potentially uh, she go to college joining the Pac-12, <laughs> highly doubtful. <laughs> Probably uh, not. <laughs> sorry for the strays. Um, all the talk of them potentially joining the Pac-12. I think that this Final Four run does quite a bit for that argument. San Diego State certainly uh, done a lot more for their brand and their reputation than, you know, I don't know, SMU, who's also rumored to join them. Um, so uh, it's it's just interesting to see the conversations around realignment and then the conversations around this Final Four being like, oh, there's no Blue Bloods and look at all these, you know, small teams, blah, blah, blah. When you fast forward in a couple of years and this is potential Pac-12 team, FAU, I guess, is now going to be American Athletic Conference. So real tight to see Tom Herman uh, uh, moving up in the world again. But we needed yeah, shouts to the Aztecs. We needed more Herms in our, uh, in our lives. Here's a fun fact. Not only did Tony Gwynn go to San Diego State, but his younger brother, Chris Gwynn, also played baseball there. And his son, mm. Tony Gwynn Jr., played at San Diego State. It's no a family shit. affair. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. How about that, Dave? Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, as our Midwest representative, and uh, keep my eye on the Big Ten, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to let you guys in on a little secret I'd like to call. Caitlin Clark, who is uh, kind of a big deal in women's college basketball. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Uh, put up 40 points on Miami yesterday. Triple dub. Uh, which, you know, I was, it was an appointment. Te- that's what I'm going to get to. It was appointment television for me. Kind of. Um, 
she's tremendous. It is really, really impressive when you see someone who is like an absolute star in women's basketball. And that's not to knock women's basketball, but it, it stands out there it, in, in a weird way. Like usually the players move different, perform different, react different. And like their competitive edge is like visibly different than everybody else's on the courts. And Caitlin Clark certainly is that. So she did put up 40, 40, 41 points. She had 12 or 13 assists. I don't remember the final line as I was watching it. She had nine rebounds. And there was a uh, missed three that she went to re- rebound. Uh, Miami uh, got the rebound, kicked it back out, and hit the three. And she was upset that she was, like, busy, like, just trying to go stat, like, hunting instead of actually just, like, boxing out and getting a rebound. And then after that, it looked like her opportunities to hit the triple-double were going to be limited. And the announcer said, or it might have been right for them. They were like, oh, and actually the scorer's table just informed us they gave her the uh, 10th rebound on that last uh, rebound. And I'm not saying it was controversial. They didn't replay the actual rebound, which I'm a little bit upset at. But it was very, I don't know, uh, Michael Strahan getting the sack record against Brett Favre. KJ. Sounds like you had a, you just kind of hate to see a girl boss win. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. She dominated. She didn't need any additional help. You're trying to pull the tape on a rebound. rebound. You're pulling the tape I'm on a rebound. They, they had like a triple double, like tracker going on, on over the, uh, Chiron on the bottom of the screen. And they didn't show the 10th rebound. It was very, I don't know, huh. PGA event where like you're not even seeing the approach shot for like a really critical, uh, you know, finish. But anyways, okay, looking forward to seeing her in the final four. All right, anything else on the tournament? Uh, well, who who excites you? Any of these matchups? I I'm just excited to see four uh, four programs. Although UConn's not technically a blue blood according to people on Twitter. I don't know. A They've weird, had a very very successful run here. A weird final four, right? I mean. UConn at a four seeds, the highest seed left. FAU. FAU, San Diego State, Miami. It's just, it's weird. I think whoever comes out of the UConn-Miami game is going to win the national championship. Those are two very athletic teams playing really well. So, yeah. When I was doing my prep for my bracketology, my brackets did a couple of those. You guys know about those. you office Dude, I, guys. I heard yours was busted. Hey, busted quick, huh? Um, Bussing. I found a guy who who I read this think piece on why San Diego State would not only be in the Final Four, but would they, how they would win it all. And I was like, okay. I read like a couple lines and I X'd out of it. And uh, I got to go find that guy because yeah. he he seems like he. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty impressive call. Miami's head coach is like a like a lovable grandfather type. That's all I have to say about it. Okay, He's, he seems very kind and very warm. A gentleman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to play uh uh it's like an old man game. I want to play bocce ball. Rummy? I want to play bocce ball. Play bocce ball. Yeah. In his front yard. Oh, bocce uh, ball. Also, shouts to a uh, former Baylor head coach. Who's that? Kim Mulkey. Ah, Kim Mulkey. She's dressing, man. Straight up dressing. <laughs> she always she stayed dressing. Uh, final four in her second year at LSU. Um, I think we touched on it or huge shouts to Brent Rooker last week, but 
LSU baseball is going to be, you know, a sight to see this spring. So if women's basketball picks up a ship here and then you turn around and uh, baseball competitive in the fall, it'll all be good things. I'm very happy you brought up college baseball. I don't know if you caught it over the weekend, but Texas swept, sorry, unranked Texas swept the Texas Tech Red Raiders out of Lubbock who are ranked 14th in the country. The wins on Saturday and Sunday, both walk-offs. The win on Sunday was walk-off to an absolute bomb that I don't think has even landed yet, Dave. You see that? It probably landed. Gravity. He bat-flipped it. He bat-flipped to like the 15th row in the stands. It was fucking sick. Wow, Anyway, man. shout to the uh, it was- shout to the rebuilding Texas Longhorns for sweeping Texas Tech. Nice little series. One of the most petty tweets I've seen in quite some time. <laughs> you like that it was subtle enough to like i not, loved it i didn't I draw the ire of uh actually anyone oh i can't wait till they get you in football yeah. season you're gonna be like why are they just coming at me oh, well you remember that pod we did a few months back Man, and the the next football game is going to be a, a big one because it's the last one in a very long time between those programs Ooh. So. Ooh, I can't wait, man. It's going to be – and it's in Austin. Hey, college football can't get here soon enough, it's Dylan. In, it's in Austin. I don't – I'm probably not going to go either way. Okay, cool, man. That's, that is cool, though. Hey, that's cool, though. <laughs> but I'm going to get beers with the lads while it's <laughs> – I'll, Land- I'll buy Landry and uh, Aztat guy a couple beers if they come down for the game. Ah. Uh, about be- that? I'll buy I, each of you two beers. I will buy them a beer. One Italian beer from Dave. Reminds me of our good friends at Babel. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did it, man. Bona sera, Dylan. <laughs> Prego. There you go. You know, KJ, for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Hand up, man. Two years of Spanish, a couple years of Italian in college, and here I am. I, I, you know, up until Babel came on board, I was not getting back in the game. But KJ, you've been on a journey. You've been on a Babel journey. Ah, uh, see, 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 see. Uh, un poquito, you know, más o menos. I'm learning. I'm learning a little bit, you know. Uh, but I've got to really dig in. Um, I failed myself by not putting more time into Babel in this last trip. I'm going to double down this next week. Well, KJ, thanks to Babel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. There's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with your family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. So next time you go to Fidenze, Dylan, mm-hmm. you can, you even though they definitely are, will speak English to you, you can just hit them with uh, some native Italian. Home of the Statue of David. Yeah, the Davide. Some might say. Can't look at that in Florida. No. <laughs> Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German, plus Babbel's speech recognition tech helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. And it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com bang. 
That's babbel.com slash bang for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bang. What's going on in Dallas, Davey? Yeah. 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 I really don't know. It's so the beginning I'm, of the I'm end. Asking. Yeah. It's the beginning of the end. It's over. Yeah, okay. Um, so we traded for Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. Or as I call him, Kai. No. Um, Boo. Why? And Why? I, I can't do it. The only reason I hope that he's not here is that I have to. I can stop hearing my son's name. You named your son after uh, Kyrie Irving. Radio. It's fine. Yeah. It was after Kai Forbath. Everyone knows it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, the Mavs are currently sitting a game out of the play-in game. They were, I believe, the fifth or fourth seed not that long ago. Definitely, up. they definitely were in the sixth seed like two weeks ago. They've lost 13 of their last 18. They are, I believe, three and eight or three and nine when Luka and Kyrie play together. More on that in a minute. And um, had a back-to-back with the Hornets over the weekend. The uh, lottery team, Hornets, who had their top three scorers not playing due to injury. And they lost them both. <sighs> and it was Third worst record in the NBA, Hornets. And to make it more um, – and I actually – this is kind of a silver lining for me. I've always been a Dennis Smith Jr. guy, DSJ, Mavs. Mm-hmm. drafted him out of NC State and seemed like a sweet kid. And he's gotten – he's actually – you know, we were wondering if he's going to – what's going to happen to him because they traded him to New York as far as part of the Porzingis deal and he kind of flamed out there. But it seems like he's found a home. He's been good in Charlotte. Um, anyway, but he he hit some pretty uh, important threes to win those games for, for the Hornets. And uh, I was happy for him. And him and Luca seemed like buddies. They were joking it up on the court. But – Luca had some comments Friday about he's got some stuff going on off the court. He did not get it go into detail. He's a private guy. Some people have speculated um, that it might be legal stuff. Uh, just nothing, not criminal, but just potential litigation with a family member. I don't know what the details are. But what matters is that there's a good chance they miss the playoffs altogether, miss the playing game, miss it all. and. Um, People are quick to blame Kyrie because of his reputation as a team killer. Um, probably deserved in Boston. It did not work there at all. Um, Brooklyn, I don't really know if that was all his fault. Um, the Especially Cleveland since KD left. <laughs> yeah, and but uh, you know, as somebody who is is close to this thing and watches it and follows all the Mavs beat writers and smart Mavs people. Kyrie's been like very pleasant, like a pleasant surprise, like off the court for sure. Um, very, I mean, he's, he says some very thoughtful things. He'll post something on Instagram every now and then that you're just like, you shouldn't have posted that one, huh? But he seems like he's, <laughs> it seems like he's been on his best behavior and he's been a good dude on the court. Um, like I said, they're three and eight, three and nine when he and Luca play together which is not what you're looking for. And like, you know, they clearly were going after, they went all in on Kyrie to, you know, it's like, we're finally going to have a superstar to put with, with Luca. And they just haven't had the time to gel if they will at all. Who knows? They both are 
not great defenders. Um, it sucks because now it's like, okay, Luca's having problems off the court. He's not going to make the playoffs. He's not happy in Dallas. He's got what one more? He's a couple years left, like one more year, then he can opt out or demand a trade. I don't know what's going to happen, but it doesn't look good. It's really, really, it's it's the most demoralizing sports DFW sports thing uh, that's happened to me um, in a long, long time. I watch all the games as pathetic as they are, and the team. I don't have anybody to bitch at, bitch about the team to, except for one group text. I'm in with KJ and our friend Jake and Landry, and like nobody even responds. And I'm just like, I'm just throwing out like <laughs> very generic takes on what's wrong with the team, and everybody's just like, yeah, okay, he put that in there. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's I, it fucking sucks. I, I've said it there. I'll say it here. I appreciate the messages mostly because I typically won't be watching the end of games and then Landry will just like out of context be like, well, that sucked. And I'll glance at the time and be like, okay, it's 1030. And the mass must have choked away the end of another one. Mm-hmm. And then inevitably like four or five messages come. So I appreciate the, uh, the messages there. Uh, you are correct. Uh, 2026, 27 player option uh, of, for the final year of his deal, which um, he'd be owed $48 million that year. Um, I, it's, it's difficult because I think, like I said, everybody around Dallas sports was prepared to have Kyrie Irving come in here and this be a tremendous success or an epic failure because of Kyrie. And it's been an epic bacon failure. Um, yes, not has. because of Kyrie, like, it doesn't work schematically from a defensive standpoint. Yes. They're the worst rebounding team, but they were really bad rebounding before that. True. Uh, And uh, they've tried to like pass a little bit of that off on Kleba being out injured. And then a little bit of that on like wood getting there and, you know, seeing him gel with the team. But all of this screams that Nico Harrison is a pop positive in some ways but like the complete i guess wood is an effort to get better at a big position for them i would say that's a bigger fail than what the Kyrie trade's been and jason kidd's ability to like weather the storm has been outright terrible it's a stunning indictment on the front office on mark cuban nico harrison in his first year he was a nike exec um and they got him and they, the reason they got nico is oh he's going to help bring land big Big free agents. You know, he knows he knows the players, he knows the agents, he's a high up at Nike. Um, and the the most important thing, like you said, the the team is not constructed well. They got to the Western Conference Finals last year because A, they had Luca playing out of his mind. Um, and even when Luca was hurt in that first series against the Jazz, they had Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson, for as wild ass and emotional as Luca is on the court. Um, by the way, his tech yesterday, his technical foul is 16th, which would have suspended him for tonight's game, <laughs> got rescinded. So he will play tonight. Can't wait. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been a very – he's a very stabilizing force. He's guys won national championships, and now he's in New York, and he's having a great year, and they're going to the playoffs. And it's it sucks that he's not here anymore. And then they've got this weird uh, – Jason Kidd, man. It, if they miss the playoffs, he's he's got it. You can't bring him back. You can't. But you also like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It'll be two coaches for Luca in his te- in his tenure here, and it's 
You start to wonder yeah, the, if he needs a change of scenery the, is what people are going to say here pretty soon. The first one I think is, you know, a little different being that everyone had seen what Rick was and wasn't for so long. I think it's very easy just to say, okay, you missed on one. You know, you were, you had what you had with Rick. I think it was a good transition, probably helped a little bit. Um, if nothing else, you had the bubble year, which I think had a lot to do with the cohesion and some of the positives that this team had. Um, and I think those positives have worn out. Like as Kleba was out and injured for all year, you lose Dorian Finney-Smith or, you know, you send him away. I think um, Tim Hardaway has been like relegated to not a voice or not really a like contributing factor when before he was yeah. clear number two. Um, yeah, not that he should have been, but like he, it, he was like always, Hey, it's your guy or Hey, he missed the shot, but he's not even like getting the like appreciation as like a potential to, um, like he used to have. So yeah, they're in a bad way. Uh, okay. and it's just upsetting to see, like given, you know, where they're expected to be. Dylan, your thoughts on just like, you know, bringing Dwight Powell off the bench versus like starting Christian Wood. <laughs> like, what do you think makes more sense? Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying like his J just hasn't been falling lately. So like, why would you why would be out there right now? Yeah, yeah, it hasn't yeah. been falling his entire career. Yeah, his J just it's it's very efficient in the paint though. Very dry right now. It's very dry. Anyway, yeah, I've, oh, I've that's I've watched zero minutes of uh, NBA <laughs> this year. I think if you really want to, if you really want to watch some total shit, watch the Pacers Mavs tonight. You can come over. I got league pass. We can oh, watch it together. I'll be there, bro. You can featuring Carlisle. I'll be there, Doug. You can hold my uh, thinning hair as I throw up in the I'll, toilet. I'll hold something. <laughs> it's the most what? Christian Wood talk I've heard without like <laughs> mentioning like summer camp in a while. Hold your hair while you throw up in the toilet. That's what he's. That's what this guy just said. I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> did, let's run this back. Did KJ get perverted, as he will do? It was a Chris, still, Christian Wood. Joke. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Is that, that's the the young man's name. Right. That he did not choose that KJ wants to sexualize. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's oh, all I got on Google, that. Though. That's all I got on NBA right now. I'm, I'm sad. I don't even well, know. I don't even know what I want. I don't know what the best scenario is. Yeah, best scenario is they, they get in the play-in game, win, and make a deep playoff run. But, like, do I even want them to, to go lose a first-round series, or do I want them to get a lottery pick? Yeah, if it, goes, if it goes six or seven, you take it. I just hope. I hope that Lucas stays in Dallas for his entire career so so that you're not a sad boy. I, I mean, there's a really good chance you don't you know the moment that happens, you don't see me anymore. We're just gonna give you a month off, I think, so you can just just cool. No, your I mean and- that will be a I'm going full Aaron Rodgers, darkness retreat, ayahuasca. Right. I gotta go on my walkabout. I'm holding your hair over the toilet. You're holding my thinning hair over the toilet. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> you're like, dude, I don't even you don't have any hair to hold. Like what but you don't I'll, really need this. I'll be there for you, man. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> KJ, where were so you when Sam Burns won the t- Dell match play? I, I'm glad that you're filling me in that uh, Burns won the Dell match play. <laughs> I thought he halved it and was one and two with three oh. other lads on you Friday. Need, so you need I don't to get up know with what the, came of it. You got to get past. Get that. up with the lingo, dog. It's it's not that it's not that <laughs> tough, man. We were very close to having a Rory Scotty Scheffler finale championship match, dude. Didn't pan mm-hmm. out that mm-hmm. way. How if you're <sighs> If you're the sponsors, if you're the network, 
if you're just a golf casual what, how horny were you for that fucking you think people don't get excited for a sam burns cam young finish <laughs> no <laughs> i either. look i like both of those guys cam young's really fun that dude he's got the uh the paws on the backswing at the top coiling up he's got club head speed dev he can rip it yeah can really spin it if he needs to but uh we want to see roars Dude, rory was playing unbelievable golf this weekend this it, it was on it was unreal how good that dude was. he playing. played his little rory dick off he did his little northern <clears throat> irish penis just right off he now has no okay. penis kj did either of you see the drive that might be the most incredible all caps drive you may ever see ever all caps? All right, in I'm not going to let you make fun okay. of that drive because that is the best up. drive of all time. Dave the and drive I, was tremendous. Dave and I have played that We don't have hole. to epic bacon it. I played that. I have played that hole many times, and I'm always like, all right, I'm going to lay up because I don't want to get stuck down in this valley. If I absolutely rip a drive, then that's going to happen. For him to, from the tips – Landed on that green. He had a little, a little tailwind. I get it. Carried it three forty, three forty nine. Carried it three forty nine. I think it. It. It was the. I think it's the best drive I've ever seen. Yeah, I think all things considered, and he closed out the match with it too. Yeah, and it was on the eighteenth. It'd be a lot cooler if it was uh, one of the matches on the weekend, but whatever, man. <laughs> That's not important. We're talking about a drive. Um, Scotty Scheffler still playing his little D off. That dude's. Ice cold, man. I'm really in. You know I, what? The only thing I don't like about Scotty is how he can't do anything uh, at the Dell match play without like Nota Begay or somebody on the course being like, "All oh, these Longhorn fans are gonna go nuts if he if he makes this." Like, dude, <laughs> yeah. we know, man. Yeah, it's the speedification of, of Scotty, where it's yeah, like he's the new he, speed. He really is. If you're speed yeah. right now, man, tough. Texas has a nice front of the professional golfers, though. That's pretty crazy. It's really cool for you. But yeah, I didn't play golf there. Oh, okay. or actually even go there. But yeah, it is cool for me. <laughs> KJ, um, being completely ignorant of like what aspect of Scheffler's game is, you know, what contributes to his greatness. Watching maybe three or four of his putts, like his approach, lineup, and just execution of putts, it just seemed effortless. It was weirdly like systematic, but not like taking forever he wasn't over like analyzing putts and again i'm not going to claim to have watched every single second of all 17 times they played the course but it was tremendous to see the dude in his element in his bag um back to the rory drive once real quick uh i do have to wonder if any of the speakers from the wakeboard boats like were you know, had a little more bass going mm. with like Eric Church and like those sound waves helped it carry a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But otherwise, like an absolute beautiful view to complement a tremendous weekend. Yeah, got to think the sound waves from the ski boats yeah. didn't contribute to that drive much. Especially since that, that hole is nowhere near the <laughs> yeah, water. It is a nice thought though, Kate. It's actually yeah. elevated from where the water is. Now that you mentioned the lake there and all, and all that, what a great setting for a golf tournament and a damn shame that's the yeah. last one. It was such such a great venue for a golf tournament. It's a great well match done. play venue for sure. I mean, like I'm gonna miss it, man. I love sitting there on that drivable par four, I guess what, thirteen, tournament thirteen. Uh-huh. That's that's my favorite spot. Yeah. It's, you just, it's a lot of fun. You get to watch dudes that hit means wedges. It's not like cart path only, like you can just hit the whole course or the whole uh hole like on the cart. What do you mean drivable? 
Okay. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, Dave. He's we had what they call momentum. I think, think he's tanking us on purpose. I guess this guy's got somewhere to be. Yeah, uh, a social scene is what it is out there. You know, you you bump into a thousand people you know. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Where is it moving oh, yeah. to? Or is it just not going to be? On it's the, just the discontinuing. Rotation? Didn't you say that you had sucks. to stay seated because you had a little bump? Yeah. Okay. Is that a, is that a cocaine? It's or a, a boner, boner joke, joke okay. but it could also be a cocaine right. joke. Yeah. Which would be weird because normally when you do cocaine, you don't stay seated. Yeah. You just walk around okay. talking. As someone who's never done cocaine, I wouldn't know yeah, what it's like. That's what KJ it. told me. Okay. Yeah, well, in the state of Texas. A damn um, shame. <laughs> Real quick, I guess we missed the end of the WBC. In fact, two of the three of us were uh, enjoying a nice dinner at a little place known as Carve. Carve. Uh, during the, the championship uh, of the World Baseball Championship. Championship. What were your thoughts on uh, Carve? Your first Carve? Your first in the uh, restaurant Carve? Yeah. My first non-to-go rib order Carve. Phenomenal execution. Great setting. Great vibes. It was really, really awesome to see Sean Lowe from season four of The Bachelor at the bar. Um, or somebody who kind of looked like him. Okay. This is a reference to Brett. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's tremendous. You know, even better company. What'd you get? It was great. Uh, I went with the New York strip thinking that I was going to go with like a Ooh, moderately sized steak. Me, and they brought up like a gigantic <laughs> strip me, strip. daddy. It was a lot. But your boy was good. Your boy was happy. I um, ordered salmon cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's a brick. Cause I ordered a hot, cause I ate a hot dog at home with my son before. And I wasn't that Dude, hungry. Ima imagine having carve on the books and you eat a hot dog at home. right? Before I, you go. I know it's really dumb, but these were really good hot dogs. That's reserved for like knowing that you've got tapas with the wife and her family later. Like when you know, you're going to have to just like, Okay, I'm going to need something else to increase this caloric intake. Is that something that you do often, have tapas with the in-laws? <laughs> no, not not in a while. But, Are there a lot uh, of tapas places in Madison? I, I have been known known to prep. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. If they are, it's just like curd, curds and cakes. Top, the tapas um, play is a is a. But that brings KJ. my last baseball point. No, no, no. I don't want you to make that point. I want to make this joke. Uh, that's a KJ when he lived in Uptown play, <laughs> just getting tapas, like just going and 1000 person is because <laughs> <laughs> that like, is exactly where I last had tapas was living yeah. in Uptown. Yeah, me too. Actually, me too. <laughs> I couldn't think of the place's name, but yes, right down the street from the house or the, uh, yeah, of the condo. Anyways, Whoa. you heard of this Shohei Otani fellow? He's the next uh, big yeah. thing. Yeah, I have. Well, according to Will, he's expecting big things from Shohei Otani in 2023 in baseball. So just wanted to put it here on record so we could track that as uh, the season gets rolling. That's interesting. I mean, I guess like a good individual year, he's, he's still uh, on the Angels, I believe, along with Mike Trout. So I don't really know how that's going to pay off in a very stacked AL West. You know, we Oops, got DeGrom the, uh, in there. You got Roker. Um, yeah, you got Rooks. Rook Daddy. I call him Rooks. I call him B Rooks. You do? I'm going to start calling him that. <laughs> no, wait, there's no question that he, like, they call him Rook, right? Because you got to. I mean, you call a rookie that, but like he's not a rookie, but still with the last name Rooker, you got to think Rook is a, is a big player. He'll always house. be our Rooker of the year. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Run oh. it back. I'm sorry. I tanked the pod. Let's 
run it back. Sorry, let's run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Frat is back and Dylan is low-key vibing with it. Dave's genetics are fine. <laughs> that one's funny to me. Plenty scumbags are on Twitter. Jenna Jameson probably didn't go to college. KJ hates to see a girl boss win. Brooms out in Austin. Unranked Texas baseball swept 14th ranked Texas Tech over the weekend. That's just a headline. Actually, update. Uh, Texas has now entered the top 25 and is ranked one ahead of Texas Tech. So that's kind of funny. 21 and 22, I believe. Landry and Aztec guy get two Pearson deal in this fall. I missed a KJ joke, but I assume it was mega horny. Dave ate a glizzy mm -hmm, at home before mm -hmm. going to a steakhouse. And finally, Dylan said he'll always be our Rooker of the Year. That was actually Why'd you say that? Dave said. That's so stupid. And that concludes. He's like our only baseball <laughs> friend on the show, and you just had to say something so stupid. That concludes. Run it back. Randy's not here to edit that Why out. Why did he read that? Oh, man. Hey, fun episode. Anything else, KJ? Is it snowing up there? Tremendous to see you fellas up. Glad you, I won't even get back into it, but yeah, 12, 12.1 inches record snowfall for a 24 hour period. Um, both in the month, most in like 50 years, all of that after enjoying the wonderful time there in Austin. So yeah, it has been dope to be home. Mm, very cool, man. Cool. Cool. KJ, it was good I'll seeing see you, you fellas a week from now. I already miss you. Again. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, all right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. When my team wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. This is not good at all.